What's up, grandkids? It's Grandpa here, and today I actually have my best friend Tyler. Um, I, I'm sure you guys know who he is. He's the one who's a crazy guy who's probably 100 years old, still dancing in the dance floor. But um, I wanted to uh, update you guys on what's going on with life and the business and how it's all progressing. And um, I think the last time that I kind of recorded this podcast, I talked about how we, uh, how I was able to change. There was a crisis and we turned it into a home run. And um, and that really had to do, that's when Tyler came into business. And I wanted to you guys to hear uh, a little bit more about kind of like how that happened and a little bit more about like what we are envisioning for the business. And now that we hit five years on the business band so tyler man how you feeling i'm loving it man i i'm excited to be part of the process and and excited um to be part of the journey right all of that has happened up to this point in five years i think we both have tried to find a way uh for me to be more part of the business and we knew that at some point i would make the transition and come over and i'm just happy that it's now and that we can uh accelerate the growth of the company yeah, I'm excited because like I think like there's there's a lot that we can do. There's a lot that there needs to be done and to be able to scale the business um to where it is now, right? Five years has been very, very difficult. The first three years, it was just me and the business solopreneur. And I think you know, at the five year mark, it's it's at a point where there's tons of opportunity to be able to scale it. And I think Tyler's gonna bring in uh, a lot of you know energy expertise and be able to help. Uh, bring leadership into the the team to be able to scale and grow. But um, I wanted to ask Tyler, like, you know, what advice do you have for your for your grandkids um, that are listening to this too, right? Like, you know, our, I'm hoping that our grandkids are growing up together. Uh, maybe your grandkids are a little bit older since I don't even have kids right now. But uh, yeah, man, what advice do you have for the grandkids? Yeah, find somebody that can push you to the max. And that doesn't mean you have to partner with somebody. But I think the beautiful thing that happened with Daniel and I, but let's say seven years ago at this point, maybe, was we found we found our tribe. We found somebody that could push us. It could make us a better person. And if you can find that person, especially early on, that person will push you to new heights, heights that you didn't think were possible for yourself. And so find your people and keep them close. You know, what? that's super interesting. I, I would say like when, uh, when we first connected and, and just to give you guys a quick story of how Tyler and I met, um, I was working at PepsiCo. Tyler was working at Northwestern Mutual. Tyler had found my LinkedIn and found my phone number from LinkedIn and gave me a cold call. And um, I, you know, I just said, Hey, look, uh, call me later. Call me in 30 days. I'm not interested. He followed up. I said, Hey, call me tomorrow. He called me tomorrow. And he then said, Hey, let's grab lunch. I'm not trying to sell you anything. We had lunch. Right. And ultimately I ended up buying uh, financial services from him. So the life insurance that I got was from Tyler originally the first one. Um, hopefully I ended up being more insured as I become more successful. Um, but I, I think what's interesting, I think why I, I gravitated so much towards Tyler is it wasn't because I was looking for friends. In fact, as you probably will know in my life, it's like, I don't lack friends, but I did feel like at that stage in my life, I liked the quality of friends and not in a sense of like, I didn't have, I don't think my friends are bad, but they weren't fulfilling what I felt like I needed because at the end of the day, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And I was feeling like a lot of my friends from middle school, from elementary school, from high school, from college, and even from PepsiCo timeframe, they're good friends. They have good hearts. They mean well, and they're awesome, but they weren't 
pushing me. I was the one that was pushing all my friends. I was the one that was uh, trying to take it to the next level. And they were kind of being content where they were in the life. And that's fine. That's the beautiful thing about life is that um, we all have different goals and we all have different comfort levels and we all want different things with our lives. And we're all willing to risk different things to get to what we want. And I felt like I was missing a brother or a friend that can help and push me when I was down, right? Somebody that can be competitive with me and everything we do and have this friendly competition and everything we do. And that's something that I really found in Tyler. Man, if I can get this mic to stay, we'd be in a good spot. You're, you're not. That's probably because it's shitty. Stan, don't touch it, bro. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. <laughs> um, Man, I think about all the cold calls that I've made in my time. And it's funny that I never would have thought that I'd met a brother or a best friend from one of those calls. And I think that's super important to take as like, you don't know where life is going to lead you and the people that are going to be put in front of you. And so maybe the biggest takeaway that I can take from this is like, always keep, always keep your heart open because people will be put in place uh, in your life that can help make the biggest impact. And you don't know who those people are going to be, but if you're closed off to it, you may miss a really great opportunity to be put in front of put in front of somebody that um, can help bring you to where you think you you know somewhere that you never even thought you could be. No, I th- I think that's super important, right? Like, um, so, you know, luck is where opportunity meets determination or action, right? And I think like part of being lucky is having more at bats and. If you're putting yourself out there and you're meeting people, right, in the sense where Tyler was just cold calling for work, he was still having to meet more people. And because he was able to meet more people, that increased the chances of him finding the right relationships, right? And I I think that's really important. But I think for me, like what I want you guys to learn from this podcast is how to identify your best friend or how to identify your your tribe, right, and be able to cultivate those relationships. And if there's one thing I want you guys to remember is this, like there is no such thing as a long-term relationship if it's not mutual beneficial, right? And so our relationship cannot be one-way relationship because as if it is one way, it could be one way. It could be one, you know, for six months, three months, a couple of months, Tyler could be getting more from me. But long-term, if that's the case, I will start holding remorse. I will start holding a grudge and I will start distancing myself. Or vice versa. If all I am doing is withdrawing from Tyler, all I am saying, Tyler, give me this, do this for me, help me with this, right? And I'm not doing anything in return and I'm not adding value to his life. There is no long-term relationship. And I would say, I think the beautiful thing about Tyler and I's relationship is we try to add value to each other's life. Now, I don't want you to keep score either. That's one thing I remember telling Tyler that he would do, I would do, he would ask me for a favor. I would do something for him. He's like, bro, I, I owe you one. And I'm like, Friends don't keep score, right? You remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. And it was a really monumental moment for me because I was always somebody that was have I was a counter, right? And I was saying, "All right, I owe you one." And I and I truly meant it. And you only got one back from me. Right? A matcher, when, right? Yeah, a yeah, matcher. A matcher, right? And so Daniel really early on said, "Hey, look, like we're not keeping score anymore. Friends don't keep score. We're here for each other." And then that's it. And that really made me change the the mindset that it was like, look, it's not a, you help me, I help you. It's we're brothers. We're here for each other no matter what. 
And um, and that really helped bond our relationship even more. And I, I agree with that. So like here, but then now we're saying two different things, right? Like we're saying, hey, no such thing as a long-term relationship if it's not mutually beneficial, but then don't keep scoring. I think what I want to make sure that there's clarity here is that we're not keeping score one for one, but when it becomes very lopsided, we either, A, if we care enough about that relationship, we need to have that conversation and be like, hey man, it's just been feeling that it's just been very one-sided. We need to figure this out because this is not, this is not sustainable. Yeah. And there it will be ups and downs in life. And there will be times where one part of the relationship might have to carry the other. But the idea is that long-term, it should be very, very mutually beneficial so that it can be long-lasting. And this is even the relationship that I'm hoping that you have with your parents. Because if you are not adding value to your parents and you, all you do is disrespect them, ignore them, don't call them, odds are they're not going to be in your life as often as you want them to be. And so I, I would say that the key for you to have long-term relationships with people is making sure that you're looking to make uh, adding value in their lives and that is mutually beneficial, but also that you have sharing each other goals, finding commonalities, things that bond you together, share those experiences, those memories. And one thing is doing things together, like having memories together is going to pay more dividends than any physical or material thing that you can do. Right. And, um, and I would say something super interesting that I, I learned from this book is called die with zero, right? It's, adventures, uh, experiences actually gain value by the years, but physical items depreciate in value through the years. So vacations that we do together, the trips that we have in Colombia, the times we go horseback riding together, we have to go horseback horseback riding. riding together. Those memories, every time we speak about them, like we are right now on this podcast, it actually adds value to that time that we spend together right? Versus if we were to buy something together, let's say we buy an iPhone, it depreciates in value. And so I think a lesson here is do share experiences, travel with your friends, build those commonalities. And I don't think you'll ever lose a friend. Can't disagree with you there. So wrapping up the podcast, grandkids, remember, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together find the right circle the right friendships because you will be the average of the five people you spend the most time with and that is just because you will have the same habits the same behaviors and you will push each other or detract from each other if it's the wrong people that's what i was about to say have to find the right people if you don't find the right people the people that you hang around can either propel you or they can hold you back don't let people hold you back Find the right people and the right partners to push you forward. And um and you'll be and yeah. you're there. Hey, life is about friendship and family. Everything else will work itself out. Have a great day. Talk to you guys later and see you in the future.